Chapter 9 of Our Western Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Larry Wilson. Our Western Birds by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. The California Jay. Everybody is acquainted with the Blue Jay, and the Jay of a fellow he is. When you meet a man that is sly, cunning, inquisitive about matters that do not concern him, that man is called a jay. He is like the blue jay. This bird is neither shrike nor crow nor woodpecker, and yet he is like each of them in many ways. But he is more like himself than anybody else. In spite of all we shall have to say against him, we are very fond of him. Let anybody who lives on the edge of the woods Take to studying these strange birds, and they will get both profit and pleasure. And the more one finds out about the jay, the more will he learn about some other birds and little creatures. The voice of the blue jay is often soft and musical, though he has the name of being harsh of tone. The fact is, he can be both harsh and tender, as the mood strikes him. He may shriek like a hawk, or whine like a little hurt bird. He loves to mimic all the other birds in distress, and often sets up quite a panic among them. On account of his voice, the blue jay is not liked by the hunters. The moment the hunter comes in sight, blue jay gives the alarm. It is of no use for the hunter to think he can slip along through the trees and not be heard or seen. Jay has a sharp eye and ear. He is the policeman, and the fire bell, and the signal whistle, and the alarm clock, and the call to arms. A lone man with a gun is creeping through the brush. Jay gives a cry of, Look out there! Danger ahead and all around! Instantly the towies, roadrunners, and quail slip under the bushes and lie as still as mice. While the finches and wrens and warblers seek the cover of thick-topped trees. No one in sight but the blue jay, who sits on the history and looks innocently at the hunter. Of course the hunter takes a good aim at the telltale, but he does not hit him once in a dozen times. Blue Jay knows the muzzle of a gun from the butt of it, and which way the two point, and he is up and off before the hunter can pull the trigger. Back goes the disappointed hunter to camp, with no bird for breakfast. So he sits down to canned codfish or chipped beef. Ten to one the Jay is there before him, hidden in the tree above his head, and waiting for the crumbs. Blue jays are very fond of the company of hunters. There are scraps of food always about the camp. It is a fact that when in camp, the average hunter does not shoot at the jay. He likes to have the bird about in the lonely woods for company. These curious birds are seen to slip under the flap of the tent and carry off crackers or meat or cheese. And one jay was seen to steal the mush from the kettle while it was still cooking. Nor did it seem to burn its mouth. Sometimes they take things they have no use for, and hide them as if from pure mischief. It may not be all in kindness to the birds that the jay warns them of an intruder. The fact is, he likes to have the smaller birds about him to supply his needs. Jay likes eggs, and how could his market be supplied without the birds? No one knows just how many eggs the jay eats for his breakfast, unless it be himself. Probably he destroys as many as he eats. The helpless spurred towhee stands by and lifts its beautiful wings and pleads with the blue jay to leave just one. 
but to no purpose. When he is done, he flies away, leaving the pretty fragments all over the ground. You may see them when you are taking a walk in the woods, and wonder how they came there. In justice to Blue Jay, we should say that he is no worse than the rest of us who like birds' eggs for breakfast. The difference is, we take eggs from the nest of a big tame bird we call hen, and cook them. Jay takes his eggs from smaller birds, and eats them uncooked. The birds that have been robbed usually have time to make another nest, and lay more eggs before winter, and they have better luck, let us hope. Most of our birds do nest several times in a season to make up for losses, you see. Sly little chipmunk evens up matters with the jay when he comes across a jay's nest in a tree. He, too, likes eggs for breakfast. When nesting season is over, there are no more eggs for eating. Chipmunk and gray squirrel and blue jay turn farmers for the public good. These three friends of the Golden State plant more seeds in a year than a hundred men could plant in twice the time, and they do not ask a penny of wages for their trouble. They simply want a good time when the fruit and grain are ripe. It is as if they say to our farmers, If you will let us have some of your crops, just our little share, you know, we will see that the mountains that are burned bare last year are all replanted. And they do set to work in good earnest. Two blue jays have been seen to dig holes and plant firmly and well fifty acorns and other forest nuts in less than one hour. Blue jay watches from his tree when chipmunk and squirrel are doing the planting, and as soon as their backs are turned, he scampers to the place and digs the seeds and nuts all up. Then he plants them over again to his own liking, in another place. In this way do our birds and little animals keep the forest ground ploughed and raked and planted and we should thank them one and all. Blue Jay does a good turn for the farmer in eating as many grasshoppers as he can stow away. When he has had his fill, he spends whole days chugging more grasshoppers into holes and cracks for his future use. We suppose it is for his future use, but it is doubtful if he ever see his savings again. It is more from his natural love of hiding things that he stores away anything. Surely the nuts and seeds planted by him are never half-eaten. True, he might have need of them, were there long seasons in California when food is scarce. But our wild birds may always find enough in their travels, if not in one place, in another. If there are no seeds on the trees, there are buds, and buds are as good as seeds to the birds. End of chapter 9